This is a podcast with Judith Mall about getting your confidence back after an accident. Um, Judith, perhaps you could start off by telling us when and where you started flying. I started training um, to fly hang gliders in 1996. Um, I was never um, one of these pilots that were born to fly. I didn't have flying dreams when I was a kid or anything. I just stumbled across it and um, decided that it would be kind of fun to try it. Um, I was very enthusiastic when I was a beginner pilot, probably too enthusiastic at times. So you had the accident fairly early on in your flying career. How did that affect you? Um, my accident involved breaking my arm quite badly, which wasn't a brilliant idea since I was a sign language interpreter at the time. Um, I know why I did it, um, which was basically that I refused to learn how to land properly. Um, people were telling me that if I didn't break my equipment or I didn't break myself, then it was all fine. And I found it easier to believe that than actually work on my weaknesses. So in a sense, I was a bit of an accident waiting to happen. So I went from being pretty overconfident to being very cautious, um, particularly because I had a second accident two years later where I dislocated my other elbow and that was a bit of a turning point in my flying career. So coming back into flying, uh, how did you get your confidence back? Um, it took quite a while. Um, I had to have quite a few months off because um, I obviously had to have rehabilitation. And then it was a long process of actually working on getting the confidence back. Um, one of the first things I did was to evaluate my accident pretty critically, really. Um, I, I thought about what I could have done differently. Um, so I, I looked at the skills I needed to develop to become a better pilot and to not let an accident happen to me again. Um, the first one was clearly my own fault. Um, there was nothing to blame but me. Um, there was no, no weather that I could blame. There was no, well, nothing. It was just me, um, just not putting in the time and the effort to do things properly. My second accident was just one of those freak things where I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time for 30 seconds. And I couldn't have done anything about that. But I spent a lot of time analysing the accidents and, and looking at what I could improve to make sure that I wasn't another accident waiting to happen. But I also thought about what were the chances of it happening again and assessing the risks that I would take if I was flying again. And if I'd thought that um, there was a high chance of it happening again, I would have given up flying. But as it was, I thought with a bit of work, um, I could actually become a better pilot. So I thought about the skills I needed to develop um, and I, I worked on those really hard. I learned to land properly. I um, I thought a lot when I did something wrong about how I could do it better and, and talked to myself very sternly. Um, anything that wasn't a perfect landing was a potential crash and, and I didn't let myself get away with that. Um, I, I also talked to other pilots who were a lot more experienced than I was about how confident they were and before my accident I thought everybody was just rearing to fly and couldn't wait to get in the air and was just so enthusiastic and it was just me who was kind of like a little bit worried about it sometimes and I found out that it wasn't just me that you know even the British champion went through phases of being nervous and and they told me that that was completely normal and I suddenly thought oh it's, it's not just me then that's actually how you're supposed to feel that you're not supposed to like feel great about it all the time sometimes you do have days where you're not confident and I, when I realized it wasn't just me that made me feel a lot better 
Another thing that I did was to start filling in my logbook really comprehensively and use it as an analytical tool for my flying. So I didn't just write down, you know, where I'd gone flying and who I'd been chatting with that day. I, I started to write about my launches and my landings and the bits in between far more comprehensively. And I wrote about the good things that I did as well as the bad things. And um, I could suddenly see myself progressing as a pilot over a period of time. So I, I found my logbook a very useful tool. Um, I also went back to school. Um, I went back to my instructor and did a few more lessons. And he's obviously seen me evolving as a pilot over a few years and, and he could help me um, to actually more critically evaluate my, my flying and, and he helped me iron out problems that I had with landing and exactly where I wasn't flaring properly and I found that really helpful. Um, I also chose the right time and place to get back into flying. I know some people say you should get straight back on the bike um, but for me that wasn't right. I wanted to fly at a place that I would feel ha feel happy, at a time when I would feel happy, in conditions that I would feel happy. And basically what I wanted was just a really nice flight, nothing that would be scary or rough or horrible with a really difficult landing at the end of it. I just wanted to have a really nice time the first time I got back into it. And that worked for me. I landed with a huge smile on my face and I thought, I can do this and I can do it again. I want to do it again as well. I also thought about my priorities in life um, and I think that's a really key point for everybody. Different people have different priorities, you know, people have got family commitments and work commitments. I um, decided that for me flying was a really key part of, of who I'd become as a person and I didn't want to give it up. Um, and other people might feel differently and, and that's up to each individual, but for me, I. I decided that it, I still wanted to, to do it, really. And most importantly, really, I think for me, was that I didn't want to make the decision about flying or not flying again, sitting in my living room. Um, I wanted to fly at least one more time to make sure that I conquered my fear, that I didn't let it conquer me. And I flew in a nice evening where it was really smooth. But I did it again, and once I did it again, I knew I wanted to do it many more times. If I hadn't, it would have still been important to me to, to conquer that fear. So having had the, the two accidents and having got back into flying, how's that changed you as a pilot? Well, I went from being pretty overconfident to not being so confident, and um, I, I flew hang gliders for nine years. But come the eighth or ninth year I wasn't flying them enough and I found that the, the fear came back um, the fear and nervousness of flying and eventually I um, gave up hang gliding it was an extremely difficult decision for me to make but when people ask me why I've given up I, I'm pretty honest about the reason that I just got nervous and I, I couldn't overcome that fear anymore I had been f flying paragliders for a few years by that time and I was kind of sharing out my flying time between the two sports and paragliding won out. I've, I now really, really love paragliding. I'm very confident um, as a paraglider pilot and um, it's given me a completely new lease of life um, and I don't feel the confidence issues that I had as a hang glider pilot. 
I used to always think that other people had sort of legitimate reason to call themselves pilots and I was really secretly just a bit of a boombler. But I don't feel that anymore. These days I feel I can call myself a fully fledged pilot. So uh, what advice can you give to other people in the same position then who have had an accident and who want to get back into flying? Well, really the stuff that I said before. Um, I, th I think looking back at it now with sort of several years of flying behind me, um, I think the most important is not to get stressed out about it. Um, if you've had an accident, you want to get back into it. You know, take your time, be cool about it. Don't feel that, you know, you've, you've got to perform because if you don't, then you're sort of a lesser pilot or a lesser person. It's important to do it at your own pace um, when you're ready and and feel that it's okay to be less confident and to be worried about it happening again doesn't mean that it is going to happen again but you, you need to the more stressed you are about it um, the more difficult it's going to be to get back into flying generally um, you need to learn that um, flying's about you not about others don't compare yourself to your peers and especially not the people that you learnt with because if they haven't had a setback like you then you're going to be playing catch up with them and you're going to force yourself into a position that you're not ready for so do it for you, do it at your own pace. Don't be gung-ho. Um, evaluate your priorities and decide what's for you. Really important is to be confident with your equipment. The worst thing is to be on a wing that you're not happy with, that you feel you can't land properly or you can't launch properly, that you know collapses too much. So if you're on the wrong equipment, change it. Um, if you want something rock solid above you, then go go onto a single surface glider or a one or a one two, and spend time getting to know that wing, learn to make it your best friend, um, because the more you know about it, the more happy you're going to be on it. Practice your skills all the time. I'm not saying that I'm one of these people who spends every minute on the hill ground handling because I'm far too busy chatting, but I know where my weaknesses are and I try to work on them because I, I do want to be um, prepared to be good and to not have any accidents. So it's really important to, to iron out any weakness that you've got. And you might not achieve that straight away, but you should be working at that all the time. So basically try and become the best pilot that you can be. There's nothing wrong with um, being unconfident and having unconfident days. But it's important to listen to your demons and back off when, when the conditions aren't right for you. But also listen to the other angel that's sitting on your other shoulder and listen to the things that you do well and that you're good at. And don't let the negativity get you um, to not fly. And at the end of the day, go out and have a fly. Um, there's lots of conditions that are perfectly safe, perfectly good, perfectly nice, where you can sit and enjoy the scenery and, and get the joy of flying back without the stress. So that's my advice. And that's great advice, Judith. Many thanks for your time. If you enjoy our podcasts, webcasts and articles on the paraglider, please consider making a donation to support us with our costs for hosting and also to support us in making great new resources. We've got lots of ideas for new podcasts, webcasts and articles and we'd be happy to produce them, but we need your support. You can find the donate button on any of the podcast pages on the paraglider.com as well as on the main index page. Thank you.